thanks for joining the sports editor. It's really good to have you talk to us about uh, hockey and specifically being a goalkeeper. And I must say, you are one brave man. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us on the show. <laughs> thanks for having me, uh, Rai. I really, really appreciate it. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, so, you know, obviously you started up uh, in Peter Maritzburg and you attended Merkiston Prep and went off to a great college in Maritzburg College. Um, was it easy decision for you to, to join the school? Um, I, think, I think the decision wasn't necessarily based on me because obviously once I'd finished at, at Merkiston, uh, I'd applied to a whole lot of, of high schools and I was originally going to go back to the Eastern Cape to, to my to my city, the city I was born in, East London, and I was going to go to Stirling, but okay. then um, literally right at the end of 2000 and 2008, if I'm not mistaken, after under 13 IPT, Marisburg College came in and told me that I'd been accepted. I was put on the waiting list before, and, and to find out that news just before the, the year ends is, was quite a big relief for me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you're playing the, the fantastic position of a goalkeeper, my goodness me, it's, I know you guys have a lot of padding, um, and so it's, it helps to a degree, but what was sort of going through your mind when you thought, you know what, actually, I maybe like that a bit of a general in Russian, I like taking challenges on, I mean, and that, that's hectic. Huh? What sort of made you decide, that's it, I want to be a goalkeeper? Um... Well, I wasn't necessarily good at sport in primary school, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, you know, I just try everything out. And I was playing uh, under 11 E's as a striker, uh, believe it or not. And I was playing and I wasn't necessarily that great. And I was a little bit chubby as a kid. So it was just like just going through the motions. And then one afternoon, uh, the first team coach at the time, Mrs. Liebenberg, uh, she, she came in and she was like, You've played soccer goalkeeper before. Why didn't you try out uh, as a goalkeeper with the with the first team? And I was fortunate enough to just get the second spot, the second goalkeeper spot, and it all just uh, just uh, steamrolled from there. And I obviously gave a little bit more time training, and obviously playing for a first team when you don't expect to play for a first team is kind of just a a semi-open door and it's all about whether you take the opportunity or not and I was lucky enough to take that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, you saw something in you because then, you know, roll down, play that on the years, look at you. It's, and we're going to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah. Um, it, it just broadly, you know, you know, when it comes to like a, a short corner, for example, um, yeah. how do you keep calm? Because you know that ball is probably going to be rocketing straight either to you or one of the corners. How, yeah. Do you sort of, do you say anything to yourself? You know, do you breathe in deep? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it comes, it yeah. comes with a whole lot of uh, preparation. It all goes down to uh, how much research you've done on opposition, who, who their threats are, how quick is their push out, okay. how they set up on the top of the castle. So it's all of those, it's all of those dynamics kind of put together. And then once you're on the park, you have to know what, your defensive line is going to be running, either running a 3-1 or a 2-2, depending on how dangerous the drag flicker is. And yeah, you just, my, my take on it is literally just stop the ball from going over the line. And <laughs> when you're facing some of the best yeah. drag flickers in the world, it, yeah. just, it, just makes it, it just makes it absolutely crazy. I remember uh, facing uh, Gonzalo Pelliat at, at the, the EHL and the first, the first, 
corner and literally hit the hit the crossbar and then I reacted and it was just like a wake up call in that moment. Like dude, you're playing at the highest level of hockey. You gotta wake up, you gotta understand that it comes with the pressure and mm. you've just gotta make sure that you're able to react on time. No, that's so true. Because you're in twenty sixteen you sort of got your first I could say international experience and that you went to the, the junior world cup. Um, a great tournament. And did that sort of help encourage you to give a bit more of belief in yourself that, hey, I can actually go one more step than this. Although the Junior World Cup's great, I can actually go yeah. make it to the senior men's side. Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Junior World Cup was actually a huge, it was a huge milestone. But at the same time, I was also a bit frustrated mid-tournament because obviously we'd, we'd struggled the first three games and I hadn't got much game time. Uh, during those first three games, I got my first game, I think it was against India, in our last group stage match, which, which meant that it was basically already over for us to try and compete for the top, the top six spots. And I was, I was just like, uh, I was frustrated that morning. And uh, I'm, not, I'm sure you know Dev van der Merwe. Mm. He was just like, he just gave me such, like, such simple words, but they meant a lot at the time. And I, I, I came into this room really, really frustrated. And I was like, Coach Dev, like, I'm so frustrated. I haven't had game time. We're going into like the biggest, the biggest game of the tournament. And India had won the, the under-21 tournament that year. And I was literally like, Coach, how, how am I going to get the mental edge once I get into the park? And mind you, there's 15,000 people in the stadium. You can't hear each other from like 20 meters away. And... He was literally like, how long have you played this sport for? I played it for X amount of years and you've done this so many times. What's the issue? And I was literally like, I'm just battling with my own thoughts. And that's, that's kind of just like the part that kind of gave me the, the mental trigger to be like, actually just go out and enjoy yourself. He, he literally just said, go out and enjoy yourself. Stop worrying about all the dynamics behind the scenes. Just play for that moment. And I had a really good game. I was fortunate enough to, to have a really good game. And I think about two or three, three days later, uh, I got the call up to the national side for the summer series against Belgium and Netherlands. So yeah. it was sort of like a build-on effect. It was really, really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, talk about just being sound. Um, it's amazing how, and I don't know how much we touch on that as sports people, about what goes on inside here about that self-talk and things like that, but maybe that's a discussion for another time. But I really, I think we must chat on, touch on that another time. Maybe. Yeah, most, most definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. Possible, I really agree with you. Yeah, then you obviously made your debut in 2017 against the Netherlands. Easy game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once you put on that, that number one jersey, so to say, um, I think that made you realize, like you just made it, oh, this is it now. This is the big moment. How did your debut go? Um, remember very clearly, uh, we were down, I think 4-0 at the time, uh, we were down 4-0 at the time and, uh, Fabian Gregory was the coach, uh, at the time and he's like, last tracker, go have fun, give it your best, uh, don't worry about what team dynamics and, and things like that, just stop the ball from going over the line and I remember specifically, uh, about four minutes went past and, we had a seven-minute phase of pressure by the Dutch guys, and I'd made about, I'd made about six or seven saves. Sure. Uh, 
just a counter on reaction the whole time and I was and I was literally in the zone I had the likes of Red Halkett helping me we were communicating with each other in the back and it was so it was so nice to see that the senior guys at the time were able to just help me whilst I was still breaking in and the, the amount of trust that they had in me and it, it was a it was a good confidence booster because then they had a lost a lost movement short corner, and Yip Janssen was the uh, flicker and they flicked it made a save in the last in the last phase of the game and I got a clean sheet. So, oh, brilliant! <laughs> it was a great a great start, but then yeah. unfortunately we lost to Belgium in the next game. Also a great game too. Yeah, no, but I mean that's that's tough opposition, but that's the only way you actually learn. So it's yeah, it's uh, it's tough, but it's good that you're playing. It's excellent. And exactly. You, you really are brave because I know that you, you went to Argentina, I think, for three months all by yourself. Yeah. Very, very brave. Yeah. <laughs> but again, to get good experience. Um, tell us a bit about Argentina because, I mean, I th- I, we don't really know, you know how strong hockey is there, actually. Um, and yeah. it's like, nice to hear that they do take it quite seriously. Yeah, so uh, my inspiration came um, after... After Hockey World League uh, 2017, um, the the Argentines had won the the Rio Olympics, and I was just like, everyone's going busy going to Europe, and they're going to experience uh, Netherlands, Belgium, England, and all these other European countries. What is down there that's so special that made them uh, win the Olympics? We were unfortunate enough not to go, and it was a big loss. But at the same time, I found that as a contributing factor to seeing what is it that they have that is so special and i was fortunate enough to also watch the argentine ladies play at at the hockey world league and i was working there so it was it was a testament to how their their culture is with their hockey they're extremely passionate and it's some it's some of the most flary hockey i've seen in all my experiences very very attacking very very attacking culture very flary skill and pace but defensively not so strong but going forward definitely one of the most threatening nations and it's nice it's nice that they they're good at that because it helped my goalkeeping get a a little better and I was a lot more fearless by the time I'd come back and I was able to express myself in in different ways and and show different different styles of keeping to them because they were not necessarily clued up too much on the actual goalkeeping so it was a kind of give and take on both sides. Very, very good. You touched on, on, on skill and pace there. And I think South Africa, I think one thing, South Africans are fit. We can run. Yeah. We, <laughs> but it's perhaps maybe the skill base and not where it should be at the moment in South Africa. Um, I, in my personal opinion, I think that we've got the necessary talent and uh, the flair. It's just a matter of our mentality once we get onto the park. Um, okay. I think that's what separates that's what separates a lot of the nations from what we do have. Um, as, as you've seen in the past, we, we, we were part of the top 10 nations in hockey and we've got a lot of, of good players, technically mm. sound, uh, PC specialists, goalkeeper specialists. We've got the talent. It's just a matter of how we apply it and how we get the best out of each other. I, th- I think it also comes down to spending enough time with each other as a team and to get to know each other past our differences, our adversity. Uh, we have the most diverse cultural background worldwide. We, we have so many differences, but the fact that we can't have those uncomfortable conversations that break past that barrier of trust in order so that we can get the best out of each other. I think that's what's limiting us 
so much. Yeah, because culture is a, is a big thing. I'm a big believer in that. And I think just also touching on, on school sport here in South Africa, you watch school games, I mean, look at the school that you went to, fantastic, fantastic results. So it's just like yeah. you're just getting that mindset, one more. And one thing that I really feel strongly about, and I know this can be a very sensitive one, is that it would be so nice if hockey just became professional in South Africa and it's just a bit more money given into it. And I think that's also a big step because it's almost like, yeah, you go play your hockey. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I had this discussion with uh, Garrett, Evan, um, yeah. you know, and Jethro as well. You know, we, South Africa wins the Africa Cup of Nations for how many years in a row? They're doing what they need to do. You guys are doing what you need to do. Surely it's time. Exactly. It's taken. A yeah, like, it's, like I mean, I mean, the the biggest the biggest part is that we it it comes down to Saha, the actual association, and the players taking the time and saying, what can we do in order to look after our players? And the other uh, part of the spectrum is what can we do as players in order to help Saha function at a better level? Because I think the biggest thing is, is how we market, how we market field hockey. We still, we still far behind regarding that because likes of uh, European, European leagues is that they've got banks, they've got car dealerships putting money and sponsoring leagues. If we were able to, to show a market, a marketable plan, in order to create a strategy to make SA hockey a, a more a more professional sport, yeah. I think I think the biggest part is that we're getting it right in our school systems, uh, but we just get lost in the connection between schools and club club hockey. Mm. There's a big divide in between those two. Yeah, no, you're quite correct. Quite correct. Yeah, and again, that's that's it's, you go into that. It's a long discussion. <laughs> exactly. Um, but are you are you going to be spending some time playing hockey in Europe? Is is that something that you'd you'd like to do as soon as everything is back to normal? Um, I had plans of of actually going to Belgium, but obviously things have just kind of gone a bit pear shaped. But I've just recently started uh, my own company, uh, okay. SN Goalkeeper Dynamics, and okay. I'm 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 looking to grow it nationally first before I I think about taking it internationally. And I'm also trying to build up other skills outside of field hockey because of situations like this, yeah. should anything happen in the near future. So I think it's so important that I plant, I sow back the seed that was planted within me so that I can help other kids here in South Africa first. Ah, very good. We, very, very good. That's excellent. And because you're also a level two hockey coach, aren't you? Um, so you actually yes. can play and you can coach. Um, would you <laughs> like to be a coach like one day? Would that be something if you had to take a national side or an under 21 side or whatever it may be? Yes, I most definitely would, would like something like that. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time over the past, I'd say the past four years, uh, focusing on bettering my skills as first things first, uh, players and coaches go hand in hand because you can relate a lot to what happens on the field, but you have to learn the off the field stuff from mentors, doing your research, reading up on things. And I'm taking time to actually focus on uh, the psychological applied applied stuff so that I can help my players generate and that's why I'm working with Think Sports right now and they helping us reach those 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 paradigms in order to get better at that. Ah, very, very, very good. Yeah, I, I think it's it's so good that um you, you're doing what you're doing because people feel they're more connected to you and as soon as you start doing that, it just grows yeah. the, like you said earlier about the awareness 
and just putting it out there and more people get educated about it. You'll never know. Exactly. There's so many stories we hear of guys that are, you know, they're there and they're about and doing anything. And you're a classic example. But as soon as to one or two elements, they take off. And let's hope that your, your, your goalkeeper dynamics brings more of those stories. It'll be awesome to talk yeah. about. Yeah, no, most definitely. I, I, I have I have plans of helping out kids uh, the way I, I wish I had received help at, at the time when I was still in high school. Obviously, now we've got technology, resources, funding pages. So there's a lot there's a lot that is available this that is can help other kids. And schools are, are actually more willing to invest in the in their kids, which is which is something that's a, a really good fundamental going forward. And I really hope that it it goes. It goes and gets even better over time. No, definitely. It will. Um, one thing that I think everyone was looking forward to this year was the 2020 Olympic Games. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, looking ahead, 2020, do you think it will go ahead? Um, and then how do you sort of gauge that? Because it's something you're looking forward to, but you're not there yet. But you've got to keep it in the back of your mind. <laughs> um, so over the past, well, per, from a personal experience, I've, per, I've spent the past two years trying to prepare for this this Olympic phase. And yes, it was it was really heartbreaking when when they did say that they're postponing it to next year. But I mean, with with what's happening right now, we can't we can't, we can we can be selfish to an extent, but also we have to be realistic. We, we, can't, we can't avoid what has really happened. Mm. But what we can do in order to, to re, reset the mindset is just take a little time off. A little time off, focus on ourselves for a little bit because we've got another 365 days to prepare and we better our relationships at home. The things that we couldn't basically spend time on because we were so busy doing our preparation, uh, going overseas, spending time to better our hockey and not spending time with our family. So obviously this is the time to actually do that. And above that, now we need to get back into the mindset, okay, the clock is reset as if we're working towards, towards that. The goal is even bigger than the Olympics because we, we want to finish in a podium in a podium position for the next World Cup. So it's, it's, not, just, it's not just the Olympic as, as, as the pinnacle. We, we have a, a building block that we want to, we want to enforce over the next over the next couple of years. Yeah, and talking about a building block in terms of youth, you look at like the SA on the twenty one side. Um, are you happy with sort of the intake that's coming in? Is it is, is it a good group of? I, I like using the word the term hard workers. Um, are you are you thinking the mass of guys coming through? I mean, when you've got a, a guy like C. Senduli as, as the head coach of that under, SA Under-21 squad, you know for a fact that those guys have been handpicked by the best. I mean, he's won uh, two, two, two IPTs back-to-back. Uh, yeah, that's he's, won, he's, won the PA, he's won the PHL. He's, he's, he's basically ticked all the boxes, obviously, because of his player relationship skills. And he knows how to get the best out of players. Mm. I don't doubt without a second. Even if I, I hadn't played or met some of the guys, they, there's a reason why they're in that squad. And I'm working. I'm working with them as one of the mentee, of, of the mentors for them. So it's it's a it's a good group. They're a good bunch of humans. That's great. That's really really good to see. And talking about the PHL, 
Um, you, it's obviously a good competition, and I think it's, it's, yeah. good. it's making progress. Do you, would it be possible to perhaps see something uh, maybe twice a year? Um, so the, the, I know there's also varsity hockey, <laughs> which is um, yeah. Would that be too many competitions? If you've got that, you've got PHL and you had to add another one, would that be too much? Um, I mean, we've got, we've got, I think, four national tournaments that happen per year. Uh, your Uses, your Varsity Cup, your Balgatex Challenge, your, your PHL, like you said, and you've got your league. Um, for Saha to be able to put all of those together and also have an IPT on top of that for each age group from under 14 all the way through through men and women's is is going to be a bit of a ball ache uh but but i think the the biggest thing is how do we collaborate and not exclude certain parts of the country because i think everyone wants to be involved everyone wants to be Mm. be putting in or playing against the best in order to challenge themselves like holistically we, we we could be really really good but i mean it also comes with with, with money and sponsors and all these other contributing factors to that. So it's a, it's a bit of a, a two way street on that. Yeah, one. yeah it's true. It's true. That's true. Well, it's, just, it's, just, it's nice to hear that there is so many competitions because um, maybe yeah. you need to put it out a bit more. Um, like you were saying, it's brand awareness, but that's, that's fine. To touch a bit more on, on your career. Um, <laughs> use the one striker that you looked at when in the short corner, you thought, oh dear, <laughs> this guy. Um, <laughs> I, I won't say I've, I've necessarily looked at, at one specifically as a threat, uh, but I'd, I'd probably say it just, depends, it just depends on who we're playing on the day because, I mean, every team has some kind of, mm. of, of different... Guy, if you if you're playing against the likes of uh, Lloyd Doris Jones, you wouldn't want him hitting on the reverse stick. Like he he is a prime example. But I was lucky enough that he was playing in my PHL side at the time, and yeah, he was really good at. Uh, Brandon Panther um, dislocated my toe uh, in Cape Town because <laughs> he hits he hits really hard. Dislocated my toe. Um, it was the same year I got uh, the debut. Um, yeah, I'd say. I'd say Owen Owen Vimby hits the ball really hard. Uh, yeah. yeah, he really clitters the ball. Uh, there's there's so many different like different styles of, of striking because uh, Beely, for example, Beely and Tilly, he he's good at deception and moving goalkeeper and quickly putting past. So it's just kind of reading what what type of style they're playing at or <laughs> what the case may be at the time. Excellent. That's good. Well, it's great to hear they hit the ball hard. Then hopefully we'll <laughs> a few more goals, but not in your goal, in the other goal. Yeah, in opposition's goal. <laughs> yeah, sure. That must be really thick. Um, yeah. Is it is it sort of one game where you look back now and think, well, that, that game is just one that really took me to another place and it's just, I really enjoy the game. It doesn't have to be a win, but it's just like, yeah. wow, fantastic game of uh, Hockey, I love it. There's there's actually three. Uh, They all all have uh, significant meanings, of course. Um, Obviously, the game against India and the Junior World Cup, uh, we we lost 2-1. But that was a big one, playing in a crowd of close to 15 to 20,000 people Mm -hmm. and still being able to maintain that concentration. 
the concentration part for me it was a big part like maintaining that focus um the next one was uh the 2018 commonwealth games against canada uh had a man of had a man of the match performance against canada and we won two no and for me that was kind of proof to myself that i am capable of stepping up when the pressure is on because at that time didn't get enough game time either but because I want the team dynamics to go well and I want us to win so badly, it was just kind of like a, let's do this. Let's go have fun. And it was an invigorating moment. And then our 2-2 draw against Germany in the beginning of the year. Um, we just come off a big loss from the first game. And I literally told myself for the next game, guys, we're, we're playing in fear. Like we can see that some of some of the guys that we've looked up to for our whole lives, we were playing against them, like your Christopher Ruiz, your, your uh, Hainers, your, your, like a lot of the guys that, uh, guys that looked up to, they, they were shell-shocked, obviously, in the, first, in the first game. But in the second game, we played with so little fear. And myself and Tyson literally said, see how we're going to go in like five-minute in five minute uh, phases of focus okay. every time and we have to we have to remind each other five minute phase five minute phase and we kept the ball out for the first five minutes then it, it balled into the second five into okay. the third five and then it was it was sort of like keeping in check for those moments and I think that's what kept us all in, in focus and we were able to get the results with uh, the 2-2 draw <laughs> ah there we go so you see <laughs> <laughs> So do you pretty much play hockey throughout the year then? And you don't really have an off time or you just go from January to December? Um, yeah, I spent, I spent the past, I spent the 2018-2019 season playing without, without a single break. It was very taxing on the body. Um, before I, I'd left for France, uh, I had IPT. I'd come from, I'd come from obviously a big, a big season and then coming going to an international tournament, coming to IPT, then having to travel to France to actually start pre-season for two weeks before we actually started the league. So that was mentally draining and I had a dip in form. So the club wasn't really happy, but it was a wake-up call because they were actually helping me to be there too. So it was like, you got to wake up or we've got to find someone else to do the job. And sure. from there I had to change. <laughs> no, they, they were so straightforward. They were just like, the coach is like, listen, I want to give you the best chance possible. You're training really hard, and I like that, but it's got to show in games. And <laughs> it happened like that. And we had, we had EHL. We didn't do too well. Uh, but league, we, we'd won, uh, won six and drawn one. And we'd won the title just because of those consistent performances. No. Excellent. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, look. For me, it looks like that. You know, you've obviously had a few times where you've like had a barrier and you've you've just pushed through. Um, and you get to the next level and you push through. Is that is that like a fair assumption to say what your career's been like? You've got just a level up, but you've pushed through. Is that fair to say? Yes, most definitely. I th- I think uh, we can use life life as a, as as the same perspective as as hockey. I use hockey as a as a bridge for a lot of a lot of the things that I'm facing, a lot of personal or or other endeavors and issues that I have in the background. As in life, you're going to face obstacles. You've just got to overcome them. And 
from those experiences you, you can only learn and become better and I take that with with every with every game that I, I actually get out to play so that's a, that's the stride I take regarding that excellent and see as, as we sort of draw to an end um, if, if there's one sort of tournament or moment in the tournament that um, you really thought yo I've learned something from this guy now I know we touched on one or two little things, but was there anything maybe a bit more where you looked at that person and said, and that's why I play hockey? <laughs> is there, is there any- uh, uh, I, I get to, we, we, share this, we share this experience uh, so many times with, with the guys. Um, we, we, were talking, we were talking specifically about our first qualifier uh, because uh, the, the standard was that we had to uh, qualify through a global tournament and African Cup in order to qualify for the Olympic Games. And we'd played, we'd played against, we'd played Hockey, Hockey World League India, and we'd won one, drawn, I think lost one, no, won two, uh, lost one, and we lost our second game against uh, the USA to, to play against Japan. And that was a playoffs game, and we, no, no, that was a group stage game, we lost that, so that means we played uh, USA and India played Japan. So it made things a lot easier. And we beat USA literally with the last 34 seconds. And the build-up play was just a matter of connections and trusting each other. And I was busy warming up on the side, getting ready for shootouts. And like I'm busy stretching, like trying to get my, my mind in. And um, I think it was Nick Spooner runs on the right, hits the ball across to Billy, he receives it. He tries to take a shot. Now Owen, Owen receives it. He passes the ball, and Billy receives the ball off balance, and he takes a shot. And Spooner deflects it in in the last thirty seconds of the game, and we won. And that goosebumps feeling because I was ready. I was ready for the shootout, but it was just that moment of like, guys, we've 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 done the impossible here. Before we, we didn't have much, much, tr- I'd say trust in each other to actually complete the task. And that built on to the African Cup of Nations that happened in Cape Town, where we, we were all like one game at a time. There's no, there's no time for complacency. There's no time for any of this other stuff. Obviously, knowing that there's pressure that if we don't win this, we don't qualify for the Olympic Games. <laughs> Interesting situations, eh? But once yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly come soon, so no, that's great. That's so so good. That's really good. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure yoga helps you with being so like flexible and being able to do all these funny things. But it's brilliant. Well done. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much. Uh, Keep working hard, and it's good to see that your career is on the up. Yeah, man, and we're looking forward to supporting you guys again as soon as the next competition's up and running. And I hope you guys do well, man. Thank you so much, Ryan. I really appreciate talking to you. Uh, obviously, this is, uh, this is why I'm so passionate about chatting to people is because mm. uh, sharing our personal experiences might, might not necessarily do too much, but for the next person, it might meet, mean the world. And mm. yeah, thank you for taking the time to do what you, you love doing too. Um, keep chipping away, hey? one thing at a time. <laughs> and good luck with goalkeeper dynamics. I hope it goes really well. Thank you so much, Rai. Appreciate it. All the best, see ya.
Take it easy. Cheers, man. Cheers. Bye. Bye.